Hi, and welcome back to the Bad Bitches Only podcast. This is Melissa. And Elizabeth. And today we are going to talk about community, specifically in Los Angeles, and even more specifically, homelessness. Yes. All right. Um, I guess the, the first question is, is this a community-based problem? Homelessness. Well, apparently the city and the county cannot decide. Right. <laughs> yes. They they seem to neither one of them want to take full responsibility for the problem. So tell us more about that. What's going on? Um, mostly just in the ni- early uh, mid nineteen seventies to the early nineteen eighties, the homelessness problem kind of um, started to really uh, showcase itself. I would say closer to what it was probably like when the stock market crashed where they had Hoovervilles. Mm -hmm. Not to that full extent, but like people were seeing it a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, throughout the last 20, 30 years, the city and the county have kind of of been battling about whose responsibility it really is to take care of this problem. And um, it seems that they kind of split the responsibilities a little bit, which instead of both of them kind of taking responsibility for each half, they kind of have both been more avoiding each okay. each's responsibility. So now it's nobody, not, not that much is getting done. So kind of just bouncing back and forth saying, well, it's not my problem, it's yours. And then maybe they'll do a little bit of something and they'll be like, okay, now it's your turn. Right. Instead yeah. of working together as a coalition, a united front. Right. And how much money do we put in <clears throat> from the city versus the county, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to dive into types of homelessness. Uh, right, so like, yeah, what would lead someone to be homeless? Where yeah. do, is homeless living in a van? It, only people on the sidewalk. What are we categorizing as homeless? At this yeah. Point? So I'll talk a little bit to people living in in their cars or in their vans because I do know quite a few people mm-hmm. who are doing that. Some uh, as a choice. Where right. they just want to. Yes, I actually have a friend too who <laughs> you know? she made the choice to do that. Yeah, it's just, it makes more sense for them. And mm-hmm. honestly, the amount of time we spend in our cars mm-hmm. in LA or, you know, driving yourself around, it might totally. just be easier to park your van in front of where you need to be in the morning. Exactly. You know, they shower at gyms or, you know, a friend's right. house or wherever. Right. And it kind of works for them. But there are people who are doing it out of necessity right because of things like gentrification Mm -hmm. where you know even my apartment for those of you who are watching us on on youtube oh yeah i'm waiting for my couch so we sit on the floor um (laughs) but even my apartment right now has gone up like exponentially in rent yeah where like i'm not going to move because to afford something similar right now would be like twice price right right you know so so yeah there's there's people who are you know, forced to live in their vehicles. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, they spill out to sidewalks. Right. Right. There's shelters. There's tent cities. What other types of homelessness are you familiar with? Um, people who couch surf. Okay. So they don't actually have their own... Like home base? Home base. Yeah. They, um, they, re- they couch surf with friends or sublet even. Um, going from place to place to place or house sitting. Um, not that that's necessarily the same type of homelessness, but it is a type of homelessness. Yes. Um, but, but I think the, the biggest issue that faces the city is 
actually the people on the sidewalk versus the yes. people that are in their vans. I, I agree with Even that. though there's lots of people in their vans. There is. There's lots of people yeah, in their yeah, cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's let's just go there. Let's talk about Skid Row. Yeah, it's world famous. Skid Row, for it that. is so. Um, Skid Row is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Elizabeth sometimes gets way too close to the microphone, so I have to like push her away. <laughs> so, oh, that's epic. Because I'm like a lot quieter than she is, so yeah. the mic so, is actually way closer to yeah, me we than it is to it her. Accordingly to my loud voice and volume. <laughs> Um, Watch this on YouTube. It'll be funny. Um. (laughs) Um, Right. So uh, Skid Row actually started out as like where a lot of the um, drug addicts, disabled people who can't work, um, alcoholics ended up in the city. Mm -hmm. And then um, in 1975, there was a containment policy um, about homelessness in general, where the hospitals, jails, um, places like that would dump the people that didn't have anywhere to go uh, into Skid Row. And then they would just stay in Skid Row and not get anything done and uh, create a culture of... um, Of homelessness. Yeah, Yeah. homelessness and drugs and and just uh, unhealthy sanitary habits in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and there there were a couple of um, mayors who did try to help that situation. There were mayors that put in, like, homelessness trailers and toilets, clean toilets out there. Um, but people were using them for drug usage and using them prostitution. for prostitution. Yeah. And so they, they took them out. Um, some neighborhoods, such as, like, the West Side, et cetera, um, <laughs> didn't like those trailers. Um for shelters in their neighborhood so they really protested it so some of them had to be pulled uh, from that as well so actually on the west side we do have a huge homelessness on yeah. the street problem like it's interesting it's it's, it's interesting it's interesting to see where it's at um let's let's continue down like skid row so mm-hmm. i'll just share every year i do a performance on skid row yeah actually um for Nowruz or persian new year as i mentioned before i'm a belly dancer so we do a free show through the midnight mission on Skid Row. Like, I don't mean, like, in the Midnight Mission. I mean on the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we set up on San Pedro and Six. We set up a stage. There's tables. I love it. I love working with Midnight Mission because what their policy is on that specific day, I can only speak to that, is everybody gets clothes and everybody gets to eat. Doesn't matter how long it takes. Mm-hmm. They just keep bringing in the food. They keep bringing in the clothes. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And then they get a performance. So they get to actually be yeah. treated like a real mm-hmm. person. Yeah. You know, yeah. here's your entertainment. Come dance with us, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> they love it. But what I've noticed every year is that there's more and more kids. Yeah. Actually, we should also... I... um volunteered for one of my friend's birthdays he had all of us volunteer at this place called my friend's house Mm -hmm. um and it's actually a place specifically only for 18 and under okay so they had they provide um and i don't work for them or anything i just it's a great place if you can donate donate uh it's called my friend's house and it's um they have clothes there Mm -hmm. so that and showers so that everybody can Mm -hmm. use the showers they provide classes so that they can educate them in order to get jobs in the 
industry that they want mm-hmm. um, for people who ha- are 18 and under and have kids they have like a daycare okay. for them during the day certain hours um, and it's and they feed them mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. and they, they even have a circus class like I saw that they have a whole bunch of oh, circus so cool. equipment yeah for the kids like you know yeah. so like uh, it's it's really interesting <clears throat> uh, homelessness and kids it's kind of becoming a little bit I mean, to my awareness, and maybe that's because I wasn't aware before, but I feel like it's there's a lot more. I, I think it's becoming more common because families are unable to afford housing, mm-hmm. going back to gentrification, but also something that you touched on before, talking about prostitution. Mm. A lot of women yeah, who are on the streets, in order to make money, are turning to prostitution, and yeah, that can turn into an unwanted or unexpected pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And right. they most likely don't know where to get or can't afford an abortion if that's the path they want to go on. Right. So we end up with kids that are just born into this homeless community. Mm-hmm. You know, right. there, there needs to be something for them as well. So I think uh, the My Friends House and Midnight Mission are very similar mm-hmm. in, in what their mission is, is to reintegrate those right. people back into society. Right. So right. I, I met one man this past March and he used to be a dentist. Whoa. Yeah, like he was like a white collar, like, you right. know, just popping, being mm-hmm. a dentist. And he had some health issues where, you know, the insurance costs were just way too high. Couldn't afford it. Lost his job, lost Dang, his family, yeah. lost his home. He's homeless on Skid Row now. Right. Like the people who are on Skid Row are not just, like, degenerates. The, yeah, they are, no. like, some very intelligent people. Yeah, absolutely. Who have been through some really shitty stuff. Yeah, there's some people who were, like, lawyers, Cancer stock market survivors, people. Yeah, just, like... Veterans. Dude, so you know, many veterans. That were not yeah, taking care of. who have a lot of. of PTSD. Now they have all these mental... Um, mental issues, issues that might that, prevent them from having a regular job. Right, you know? right, absolutely. And, and, and the that... country's just kind of shitting on them. Right, absolutely, and not taking care of people who have literally given their lives for us to mm-hmm. be able to not have bombs drop here constantly. Yeah. Um, which is a privilege, guys. Yes. It's not that way in every country. It's not. Um, travel. Yes, travel, for sure. And appreciate your uh, mm-hmm. the people who serve your country in a way that, that I don't know that I... I could if I was made to, <laughs> probably. Yeah, I don't know that I would Some countries, choose that. countries require that. Yeah. Yes, they do, absolutely. Yeah. So um, speaking to that exploding population, what has been happening, and it's been happening for a while, but it's just a lot more obvious to those of us who are not homeless, mm-hmm. is the tent city, or shall we say sidewalk surfing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that term, <laughs> so, sidewalk surfing. Um, can you tell us about the Jones Agreement? Right, so so the city and county have been battling it out um, and putting money into it, and so um, they were battling about not having enough shelters, and so people were sleeping on the sidewalk. People were then getting tickets for sleeping on the sidewalk, arrested for sleeping on the sidewalk, which just continues this horrible circle. Mm-hmm. And so they came up with the Jones Agreement in 2006, um, which is basically allowing homeless people to be able to reside on the sidewalks at night. Okay. Um, and uh, that led to people sleeping on the sidewalks a lot more and also the gentrification which we've been talking about um has been knocking down a lot of the buildings uh 
cheaper hotels, cheaper apartment buildings that are really run down where that they could have afforded are being knocked down and being built up. So now we have all these people that don't have anywhere to stay, but can stay on the sidewalk, which means that the city doesn't have to fully take responsibility for mm-hmm. sheltering them because now they can. So speaking to staying on the sidewalk, that does that include tents? Because there was like a lot of controversy about like whether you can sleep in a tent or whether you cannot. It seems like well, a lot of people are doing it. Right. I don't know. So have they I don't have any idea if being yeah. in a tent matters yeah. that much compared to literally sleeping on a as sleeping bag. As long as bag. it's on the sidewalk, does it really make a difference? That would be a question to ask Siri. Yes, yeah, Or Google. Help us. Or your Los Angeles <laughs> County homelessness department. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, so I, I really want to touch on that in regards to Hollywood, which is where I used to work and spend mm-hmm. a lot of time over the last seven years the landscape of hollywood has changed and i'm speaking mostly to hollywood boulevard hollywood mm-hmm. proper um has tra- changed tremendously mm-hmm. where there used to be open parking lots yeah there's now condos and what i've seen happen specifically on like selma right back in there selma and mm-hmm. wilcox like that that kind of area mm-hmm. is that where these apartment buildings have now gone up used to be open lots and yeah there used to be homeless people in them but now that they can't be in that lot they're literally right outside of this bougie apartment complex Mm -hmm. on the sidewalk right next to where you park your car doing what they need to do because that is their home right they're not going to walk somewhere else that they don't know just as as we you know as people who do live with a roof over our head Mm -hmm. you know if someone came to me and said you have to leave here I wouldn't go to a different neighborhood. Yeah. I'd stay in the same one. Yeah. You know, it kind of just makes sense. Yeah. And going back to touch on mental illness, if mental illness does play a part in any of that, removing somebody from their safe environment... Yeah, safe. ...is not a good move. No, not not for their... Not for their mental stability. Yeah, no, not Not at all. all. So we have almost... Two problems here. We have homelessness as an issue, mm-hmm. mental health yeah. as a very strong secondary culprit right. to yeah, that absolutely. issue. And it seems as though nobody's really wanting to step up to the plate to take responsibility. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, the current mayor is, is trying to get, um, of what I know mm-hmm. about it, is trying to get a, a little bit more of thing of the ball rolling mm-hmm. um, as far as getting shelters and bathrooms and showers yeah in these areas at least for the yeah you know what the i sanitation issue what i kind of think and, and they have these in europe all over you probably know this too but there's public restrooms like the water closet mm-hmm. right where you pay what 10 cents mm-hmm. to go in use it like there are so many times where like i need a bathroom mm-hmm. and there isn't one yeah you know yep. so like I do what I need to do. Right. But if I didn't have a home base. Right. Yeah. You know. I would always need to do I'd what you got to do. I still do what I need to do yeah. wherever I was. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Like sometimes you, you just much of an can't hold it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably like a citywide or a countywide mm-hmm. issue. Totally. In, a, in L.A., for those of you who are not from here, L.A. County comprises of, I can't even remember the number, it's like 40-plus sub-cities. Dude, it's so many. So, yeah, there's like a new city every week. Because isn't Lancaster considered L.A. County? I That might be San Bernardino. Really? I don't I feel know. like Lancaster. So for those of you who don't live here, basically like Hollywood, 
North Hollywood, Beverly Hills, Santa Monica. Santa Monica is its own thing. It's not even part of LA County. Yeah, they literally are their own. Venice, like we're all part of the same umbrella, but have different yeah. little laws here and there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, generally, subcategories. Yeah, generally the Valley cities all fall into one. I know that when I file my taxes for business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I was like, what's the difference between, like, NoHo and Glendale? They were like, as far as taxes are concerned, nothing. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Interesting. Yeah. Valley banded together. Yes. The other side of the hill's like, screw you! Stay on your side! (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. It's kind of like the homeless situation. Like, stay in your zone. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Don't come over here. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about Santa Monica. We're going to just, like, hate on you for a little bit. So, (laughs) it's very beautiful. It is very beautiful. they are notorious for not wanting any kind of ugliness in their neighborhood Mm -hmm. so and they're not the only ones no they're not but the homeless population over near the beach Mm -hmm. is large i mean it's very temperate it is very large place to be homeless yeah what has happened in the past is they take people from santa monica drive them down to skid row drop them off which is part of that containment Mm -hmm. and there you go here's your new home right which is entirely illegal and entirely disgusting so (laughs) how do you feel about that um well I mean I I definitely don't agree with it Mm -hmm. picking up people and just putting them into a containment area Mm -hmm. um I understand how the city in their brain would be like we have a lot of tourist attractions in Santa Monica we need to try to keep that area clean and the environment feeling safe etc etc yeah I understand that um right Right. So I get that side, but then help fix that problem. And I'm sure they're, yeah. they're trying to implement certain things. There are a lot of shelters and missions over there uh, via churches that I know about. Okay. Um, which is good. So at least that part of Santa Monica is on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely know, though, that, like, I worked in Santa Monica for a really long time and would get verbal abuse from a lot of homeless people. And I was, uh, this was a while ago, and I was hosting at a restaurant, so I was on the sidewalk basically most of the time Mm -hmm. um, and really had to deal with these interactions. Mm -hmm. Um, And it definitely didn't feel like a super safe environment, like, walking around at night. Like, I definitely had my knife on me. Yeah. Um, And... And that was a thing. And, like, I would have always thought that Santa Monica would have been super safe. Super safe, safe yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I don't know that they're... I feel like it looks overrun to me. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I would definitely agree with that. It's sad. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. So, um, you know, containment is, is still still a thing. Um Let's move to gentrification. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that's a hard one. There's billboards up about it here in L.A. Yeah, there are. Yeah, I totally have. And I saw them like a a while ago, like the beginning of this year, I I think is when I saw my first one. And I was like, this is so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and those are for battling homelessness because Mm -hmm. so many... uh, Homeless people are getting kicked out of where they live because they mm-hmm. the housing that they could afford is literally being knocked down. So to let's make talk room though. For let's talk about like people like us, 
right. or let's say me, this apartment that we're sitting in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of when it was built, it is rent controlled. So for those of you oh, who nice. don't know what that means, I believe it's like earlier than 80 something. Uh, they're only allowed to raise the rent 3% a year. Mm-hmm. Anything more than that is illegal. They can't do that. Just open it. Sorry. <laughs> She's opening her wallet. Trying to be Just nice do it. it. <laughs> um, so they legally can't do that. Um, but what they can do is they can sell the building to a developer. Right. Ask you to move. Yep. And then build up a new beautiful Re- high rise yep. and charge Renovate. whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. They which can. is what they did across the street over here. They've been doing it everywhere. Yeah, they're doing it everywhere, and they're raising rent exponentially. Yeah, so when I lived in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. let's talk about Hollywood for a second. So I lived in Hollywood, and I was paying $1,500. This was like seven, eight years ago. That's a lot. What what, what was it? $1,500 for two bedrooms. So it was actually not not that much. Not that much. Yeah. It was rent controlled. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we had new owners that bought the place and were renovating, mm-hmm. um, and they wanted to raise our rent double. Yep. So it was going to be twenty five hundred. So like, literally a thousand dollars more. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I can't afford that. So I had to move. That was my only option. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I had, and I work my booty off, dude. Like I make not a whole bunch of money, but like I make enough money to pay rent. So. I can't even imagine what someone with a like a um, minimum wage job. Oh yeah, they'd have to like, have more even than one. Ha- Dude, yeah. yeah. But like, even with that, like, what if they have, if they have kids? Like, mm-hmm. no way, no way. Yeah, not unless everything's on credit. Yeah, and then yeah, then that's a whole nother hole. How much should we be pushing credit on people who like? Oh, they push it on everything. Dude, on everybody. They're like, you should all be in debt. Everybody should just constantly be a slave to the, to bank, the system. system. Yeah, I can speak to to my building. So I live in a really large studio, uh, which used to be a one bedroom. So that's why there's oh I see different rooms. Got um, so it's kind of like a junior. I don't know how to explain it. There's rooms, there's doors, but there's one big ass space, which is right. what we're sitting in right, right now. And then I have like a bedroom area. Right. Um, so when I moved in here in 2013. I remember haggling them on the rent price, because I, me, yeah. but there was a, a unit in the back, and they said it was eight fifty a month, and it was also a studio, mm-hmm. and then they, I applied for that one, they said, we're really sorry somebody got their application in before you, but we have this other unit mm-hmm. that's actually the biggest unit in the building, so if you can imagine that, this is the biggest one, Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, what did they want? They wanted ten fifty. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, and then I saw it and I was like, the most I'll give you is nine fifty for this. Yeah. You know, I was like, not a fucking chance. So we agreed on nine ninety five. I was like, as long as it's under a thousand, like right, I, I can do it. I can live here. Right. You know? Um so I'm really lucky that I I bartered really. And yeah, so you're good at that. I'm not yeah, good at that. I got in at that really price. So my rent has been raised 3% a year since then. Mm-hmm. But I've seen people move out of that particular unit mm-hmm. and this one across the street, street, across the hall. Um, <laughs> but the particular unit that I was originally wanting to move into, mm-hmm. the guy who lived there moved out. They were like, we're going to completely renovate it. We're gutting the whole place. It's going to be new, like stainless steel, hardwood floor, whatever. So... I, I went to look at it. It looked nice. 
not any nicer than what I've done with this place. Right. You know, except for like some new appliances. Right, right, right. They were trying to charge eighteen seventy five. <gasps> what? For a studio in oh the valley. Oh my god. I was like, what the fuck? So I, I do know they got someone to move in. I saw that they had lowered the price okay. to sixteen fifty. But still I think there's two girls working there now. So I can only imagine what they would try to do with my space right now to put it up because right. they're they're trying to, you know, <clears throat> stay competitive with, you know, that new building that just went up across the street where mm-hmm. it's three grand a month for a one bedroom. Like anybody working a minimum wage job or like a regular middle class job mm-hmm. is just working to pay the bills. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. Like literally that's it. You know, there's there can't be much left over for anything no. else. Like no, you're just no living way. to have a roof over your head. Yeah. So I understand why people are resorting to, you know, especially single people, like, hey, I'm just going to live in a van and be a nomad. Dude, yeah, totally. And I think a lot more people are choosing that route because Mm -hmm. of this housing crisis. You know, or they are moving away, which is gentrification. Right. The whole point is to drive out lower class people. Right. And more middle upper, you know. So they're moving further into the valley, further north. Mm -hmm. Further south into Long Beach. Like way further south, yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, so... It's an issue. I don't know if it's really going to work in our favor or not. I guess we'll find out. I mean, yeah. I mean, what what is the other... How would we even begin to fix... You know, do we just end up with a bunch of, like, upper middle class people in L.A.? Is that what they want? And then everybody else can live somewhere else? Like, you can only live here if... If you have so much money, (laughs) you know, like, what kind of jobs are they going to do? Because we still need somebody to work at McDonald's. But then, like, also you have the, right, we (laughs) do still need people to work at McDonald's. And then, like, uh, even if, now, then you brought up a point earlier, like, if we do run out all of the homeless people, then what do we do with all of the people whose jobs it is to take care of them? Yeah, so before we started the podcast, we do, like, a little brainstorm sesh, and I asked the question, um... Do we need homeless people as part of our society? I think that's a legitimate question. Just like we need people to work, quote-unquote, like blue-collar jobs. We need the person who works at McDonald's Mm -hmm. just as much as we need the person who is, you know, CEO of the Kodak Theater. Right, yeah, exactly. We need that. Right. So Especially as an entertainment and tourist industry. Yes. Like, we all work together to create that that. entire vibe. On Hollywood Boulevard. We need that McDonald's on Hollywood Island right next to the fucking theater so that people can come out and get their cheap-ass food because they just paid way too much for a show. Exactly. You know? like Exactly. We need that. Yeah. But the person working at McDonald's definitely can't live here because they won't be able to afford Fort anything that no lives over, like you know in that neighborhood they can't yeah. live there they have to travel in a lot of i know yeah. a lot of people in the um, food industry they would travel in from like really far out like i, I want to yeah. say anaheim and well like, yeah i have my the ladies who do my nails um they're all they're all vietnamese and they're all like related somehow mm-hmm. it's a family business mm-hmm. they drive in together from downey to studio city every day what? yeah that is a trek i'm like what whoa yeah and my that. hairdresser she lives in orange county and travels in every day to do hair. yeah because it's cheaper uh-huh. so i mean it's happening but the question of do we need homeless people if we did not have homeless people 
we wouldn't have missions. Right. Those people would end up unemployed and would have to do something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that goes deeper into food and, and clothing and housing and whatever. Um, but also, if we didn't have homeless people, I, I love what I'm about to say. The, the police would actually have to do something else with their time. <laughs> Yeah. Like, maybe police, things that fucking matter. Yeah. Some of them you know? really do, but the assholes yes. that terrorize Giving the a homeless person homeless. a ticket for jaywalking, first of all, they're never going to pay it, and they don't have an address where you can actually find them. Right. So stop wasting your time to meet a quota. Right. Like, go exactly. do something that fucking makes a difference. Yeah. Please. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Um, Bye. <laughs> you know? Mic drop. So without that, we would really have to kind of like renegotiate the terms of what our our society and our culture looks like Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely you know where where we live um another question that we had and we weren't really able to get a clear answer on it was if homelessness exists the way it does here in communist countries right where housing what was the word they use where housing is a a right you have a right to housing yeah you have a right to housing and you have a right to food i think there was a different way they worded it but yeah, when you do have a right to housing, how is it possible to be homeless? Yeah. Or are you choosing to be homeless? Because there are people, again, like we stated, who do have mental illness, mm-hmm. who choose that because that is what's comfortable to them or they've been homeless for so long and their mental illness has developed where even when you ask them, I watched a documentary a while back, they were like, hey, we're going to take you off the streets. And the guy was like, no, yeah, I live here. Yeah, like, this is, like, my... Like, why would you do mm-hmm. that to me? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like a good thing. Right. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. they're not able to comprehend what that actually means. Mm-hmm. Same as if somebody walked into my apartment right now and said, hey, we're going to take you away from all this. Right. Right now. Just you. Leave, right. Leave all the stuff here. Uh, <laughs> right. And we're going to take you to somewhere better. I'd be like, oh, fucking no, you're not doing that. Exactly, yeah. You know? not come back and die. And yeah, like, Nobody well, would I ever know. know. I like this stuff. This is yeah. where I live. This is my stuff. You know? Yeah, so there are people who are really dependent on that um, familiarity. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just like any fear of stepping out of your comfort zone. But, yeah, I, I really think mental health plays plays a huge role in some of the homelessness and the continued homelessness, basically, in communist countries. Yeah. I feel like that is more where that would derive from. I think that's from. where it's coming from. Is yeah, Or drugs, probably, too. Mm-hmm. Which, again, mental state, again. Yeah, because the, the report that I was reading, it's also really hard to get reports about communist countries. Yeah, they um, really so like reports about their countries. They're probably like, no, we're going to take that off the internet. But the one I found, it was from 1988, which was really long ago. Very long ago reference. But what it said was that the government likes to boast that there isn't a homeless crisis and there isn't any of that going on when in fact mm. there actually is. Right, yeah. But they like to, to make it known, like worldwide that right. that's not an issue that uh-huh. was for the former ussr um and then also looking up information about china and it said um i think it was 2.1 million people were homeless in china which is also a communist country mm-hmm. where you do have a right to shelter but somehow people aren't aren't accepting it or maybe abusing mm-hmm. that um, yeah i don't know how to take care of their shelter i mean then we're talking about people who like hoarding or yeah. don't have any hygiene recognition or yeah just destroying the place that was given to them and then the con- 
country's like, well, I don't have to give you a second place. Yeah. That was your place, bro. We've given you this one already. You burned it down. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So, so on that same note, I I don't know about commun. I don't know too much about communism, but just putting a price tag on things does give value to it, where you have to work for it. But Mm -hmm. there is a point where the price tag is is too too much for anybody. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So giving somebody something for free, like if somebody gave me a really nice car for free, I'd be like, cool. That's that's nice. Yeah. If I had to work for like decades to be able to drive that car, yeah, I would probably polish that thing every day uh-huh. and be like, oh, you know, like don't eat in here, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, you treat it a little better. You have a little more respect for it Absolutely. when you have to earn it. Mm-hmm. You know, but it shouldn't be impossible to earn it. Right. Yeah. And just I think, working forever to get the car that you. Yeah, get. I think right now we're kind of in that in between state where it's becoming impossible for a lot of people to even earn enough a, a roof to, over their head. Yeah. Or if they have a roof over their head, they don't have a a bed. Right. You know, they're right. sleeping on an air mattress. Right. Because it's like so fucking. You know, or like ten people to a room. This is very, uh, very true, actually, mm-hmm. in North Hollywood, where. Um, just on Lancashire Boulevard is like, there's tons of gentrification right now with mm-hmm. new buildings going up, new restaurants. I used to live right across from what is now the Hesby. Okay. The Hesby is a luxury condo apartment building. And the prices are anywhere between like 2700 to 4000 a month. Jeez which Louise. that's up to, you know, forty fifty thousand $50,000 a year just for rent. Yeah. And Woo! it baffles me because North Hollywood is very, uh, is like the spot where all the dancers live. Yeah. Dancers, artists, artists choreographers, yeah. musicians, like this is like the place. Mm-hmm. And LA is kind of funny like that where you ask somebody like, where do you live? And you can kind of tell what they do for a living. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I live in West Hollywood. Oh, so you're an actor? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right. I live in NoHo. You must be a dancer. Right, exactly. It kind of just flows like that. Um, I don't know any dancer. Like, who only does dancing, doesn't teach, doesn't do anything else, mm-hmm. who can afford that? Yeah. You know? I mean, unless you're constantly working unless for you're Rihanna. On t- yeah, but then why do you need an apartment? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, when I was on tour, I didn't have a home base. Yeah. That's right, you didn't. No, I had my stuff in storage. Um, <laughs> but what is happening is they're putting, like, bunk beds in the rooms. So they are still living in that building, but there's, like, four people right. in the bedroom, four people in the living room. Right. Dang. They're each paying, like, six, seven hundred bucks a month. I am too old for that. Living on top of each other. No way. Just to be able to stay in this area. Dude, yeah, that's pretty crazy. You know, like... I did that when I was in my early 20s. I did that when I first moved here. I don't know if you knew yeah. that. Yeah. So for our listeners, for those of you who don't know, Liz and I toured the continental U.S. twice together uh, with a theater company. So that's when we were talking about tour. That's what that was regarding. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Tour? Yeah. We lived in a van. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) And really shitty motels. Except for, like, the off times where the theater would pay for it. Yeah. And he didn't pocket the money. Right. Like, when he pocketed our lunch money. Literally, fucking. Literally asshole. got bullied out of my lunch money. That never happened to me before. Yeah, that was the first time I was like, that was really. Literally, not good. just got bullied for my lunch money. He took it at thirty years old. Yes, <laughs> that's a whole other topic. We'll get there one day, but uh, yeah, no, that's that'll be a different day. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's um, what we were referring to. But when I first moved out here. 
uh, as an immigrant, I didn't know where to live mm-hmm. or how, but I was training every day at IDA Hollywood, which no longer exists, but it used to be right on Hollywood Boulevard, Hollywood and Highland, second floor, right there. So I was there every single day for three months. And when I would come to visit LA, I would stay at a hostel, actually, on Schrader Boulevard. So I was right in the in the thick of everything. And that was what I knew. So I thought, you know, I'm not going to have a car. So I want to live close enough mm. that I can either walk or ride a bike here every day. Right. So I found this, uh, they were calling it artist housing. I think they still call it that. I see it on Craigslist every so often. Um, but it was 500 bucks a month, which I thought was really cheap. Mm-hmm. But apparently was not at the time. Um, oh, to have a bunk bed. In a room with three other girls. Mm-hmm. We had our own bathroom. Uh, it was a two-bedroom house. Eleven people lived there. Yeah. So they had turned the sunroom into a three-bed kind of area. Mm. I'm, not, I'm reluctant to say bedroom. Right. Um, <laughs> so there was that. And then there was two actual bedrooms with four people each. So four, four plus three. And then there was mm. a back house with five people in it. Whoa! Yeah. A lot of fridges, a lot of stuff going on. But yeah. if you think about electricity like, bill up the yin Yeah, so I mean that's two thousand dollars a bedroom. So two, four, six, let's just say eight thousand dollars a month. When the mortgage on that place was maybe two thousand max, you know, like they were profiting a ton. And so when I actually started to make friends and and meet other people, meet other dancers who were like, oh no, I live in NoHo and my rent's like eight fifty mm-hmm. for a one bedroom. Yeah, I was like, why am I sharing a fucking bunk bed for 500 bucks yeah you're like you know did they take good care of the house or was it not Uh, that well taken care of see i've heard pretty horror stories uh, about some of the places that people like my brother lived in one of these places and it was really they didn't give a fuck about the people living in the house so it yeah it was fairly well taken care of but what i did notice is like when i first moved in there was like a fairly level-headed group of people living there Mm -hmm. but as the turnover started to happen Mm, it seemed different people yeah it seems like they didn't really have any like screening benchmark anymore okay so this girl who ended up like sleeping above me um she definitely had alcohol issues and so she was driven out of her apartment was living there just because she had nowhere else to go right when i moved in there it was mostly immigrants who were like i just need to figure this shit out right 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 Um, right but she was living there and, it, like, she was ODing on stuff. She would come home just wasted. Like, the, the ambulance was there, like, three times a week. Oh, my God. You know, so it got to the point where I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I can't um, with that energy. Yeah, there was another day where, like, the boys' room, they got into a fight and ripped the sink out of the wall. What? Yeah. They ripped the sink out of the wall? Yeah, like, the porcelain, like, just out. And I was like, you know, what? I don't want to live When here. at the <laughs> point of pulling on the sink did we not go, maybe this is not the smartest yeah. decision They were like rest- wrestling or some shit. But what the fuck? Yeah, it was a nice house, but it, it was definitely like a temporary place for me at least. There were people who had lived there for years. And like that was just their normal. And I think that's becoming more normal for a lot of us. Yeah, to be crammed into a tiny little yeah, space. Yeah, at, like, 30-plus years old. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. You know? Yeah. For me right now, if I were to move I into this... I know people who are 40 and 50 and still do it. Oh, that. yeah. Like, Hopping around, renting rooms out of houses. Yeah, if I had to move into a one-bedroom in this neighborhood right now, I'd be paying minimum 1800 a month. Yeah. Dang, dude. 
shit, it's so expensive. You know, and if that is meant to be, like, let's say 20% of my actual monthly income, mm-hmm. you know, what is that? I should be making upwards of, like, five grand a month every single month. Yeah. You know? Yep. And not everybody who's an artist is doing that. Right. And if they are, not it's generally not Not everyone who's working a consistent. part-time job or a full-time job with minimum wage is even pulling that. Yeah. But especially in this area, which is, like, conducive to artists. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah, most artists are... Our, our income fluctuates. Hustling. Yeah. You know? For sure. So, yeah. Um, so, we're just going to close with what we can do about this. We could talk about it all day. And, you know, there's really not a lot you as one person can do. We all have to band together. Yeah, so, as a community, I think. Yeah, as a community. So, Liz, do you want to talk about, like, where you can donate and how to... There are so many places you can donate. Um, If you want to donate to the places that we mentioned, mine is um, My Friend's Place, which is specifically for teens and young adults that are um, homeless right now. Um, And you can go on their website and donate. You can volunteer. Um, You can donate to places like Planned Parenthood that help a lot of um, homeless people out and, uh, needy people out. You can donate to, uh... The Midnight Mission. Yeah, the Midnight Mission. And then you can also write to whoever is in charge in your jurisdiction. hmm Yeah, absolutely. Write letters, blow up their phone, be obnoxious. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. Vote. Vote. That's the biggest thing you can do to help your community is Be part vote. of the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's for you. Yeah, I'm not allowed to vote, so it pisses me off when <laughs> anybody is like, yeah. I'm just not going to. I'm like, I have to pay taxes and live here, Yeah, and, and I'm not allowed to even be in on the conversation. Right. Like, I am on my own podcast, but like, right. you know. But in, in the grand <laughs> scope of yes. change. So vote, and if you don't know who to vote for, I'll just ask me and you can take my vote. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vote for Melissa. Vote for me. Um, yeah, just educate yourself about the problem and... And don't just assume that it's only people who are on drugs or only people who are yes, mentally it's disabled. It's it's all kinds of people. There are people who are working their butts off and they can't afford a place to live, so they literally sleep on the street but go to work in the day. Like, yeah. there are people that do that. Yeah. So, just, you know. So, be part of the conversation. We are going to leave all of this information in the show notes for you so you can scroll down. And then if you have any questions... Feel free to send us an email, DM us on Instagram, or wherever you find us. We'll be more than happy to answer any questions. So for today, this is Melissa. And Elizabeth. Signing off for Bad Bitches Only. Have a beautiful week. Bye.